I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode of The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm Clint Worthington of Alka Hollywood. I'm Andrew Helm, writer of A Talking Cat and uh, <laughs> writer of The Hunted Vampire Internet Show. And I'm Patrick Hamilton. You can uh, find me on Twitter at WeWriteGood. And I'm Mike Davies from Forgotten Failures, a obscure movie podcast. Excellent. Now, uh, this is uh, Andrew. We're ha so happy to have you on the show. Uh, you, again, uh, wrote A Talking <laughs> Cat, uh, which was the subject of our last of our like inaugural effort. And uh, yeah, and I got I was had the pleasure of interviewing you. Uh, along with uh, our another host yeah. Dylan uh, for our, like a special bonus episode at the end. Like, what made you decide to like come back to the fold? I, I just you know had a great time, and obviously uh, being able to talk about uh, movies, even if they're uh, not quite so good, yeah. is uh, is a lot of fun. Look, I love kind of these kind of movies where there is just all manner of things going wrong in the production and in the creation. And yeah. uh, and it I don't know it gives, it gives you a little hope that hey maybe I am all right <laughs> <laughs> exactly because it isn't what I do sometimes well it's not as bad as this anyway <laughs> no no and, and on a tenth of the budget right and uh, just to just to spoil our listeners a little bit uh, we've recorded some of our episodes uh, before this and uh, so another thing I, I'm so glad that you bring to the table Andrew is this this, this encyclopedic knowledge. Of of the, of all this entire genre of film, really, especially, um, and so I'm really glad that you're you're here. Um, but uh, yeah, this is minutes 73, and uh, thus begins. Like I guess in the previous minute, we started this shot, but this uh, this one long ambitious shot is going to continue through this entire minute and even into the next minute. Uh, yeah. It is the sort of our moment of truth where we're, like this is Ryan Guzman's. This is what he put on his reel, probably. Uh, this is his big monologue where he's going to be the big, tough, threatening guy. Because now, now all the cards are on the table. Uh, he's a creep. Uh, Claire knows how creepy he is. And uh, he's tied up wicked yeah. to a chair. Uh, and has just, just decided decided to toy with her a little bit. Because I guess that's the kind of yeah. person he has either he is. gone from being a lonely guy to being crazy guy. Or he has revealed himself as what he always was, crazy guy. I'm not sure which. The movie doesn't help us out a lot there. Um, yeah, because uh, this, this touches on an issue that we've had like throughout the movie. is sort of like figuring out his motivations. And because uh, on the one hand... They try to play up. They try to play up like the creepiness because they think that's what's going to sell yeah. like the thriller elements of it, where he's this unhinged, uh, capricious mastermind who can do fucking he's anything. Like, he's like Alex Petty um, from and Beauty and also, the Beast. He's alluring but yeah, dangerous. Right. Or any other better actor, exactly. any other Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but or or on the other hand, which is what he what the movie sort of wants him to be is just this sort of like if they'd actually cast someone who's a little bit younger, uh, just this jilted 
like teenager who has poor impulse control and a violent streak and doesn't really know how to manage rejection and or his emotions yeah it seems like he should be this lonely guy but he plays it as if he's the school bully like it's it's so it's so kind of bizarre like we're getting this little monologue that uh again he's not he's not performing all that great um because he's doing all the, the sort of like freshman acting school techniques like you know sort of swallowing his words and sort of like taking those little deep breaths where it's it's supposed to be a, like a dramatic pause or like him being like you know calculating but it just kind of feels like he is trying to remember his next line and uh yeah just that all that kind of stuff and that the sort of no one likes being bullied vicky um kind of can i call you claptrap yeah can i call you vicky uh, in your i'm in your house after hours calling you vice principal feels wrong somehow and it's sort, of, it's sort of like, I don't know why these things are supposed to be threatening. Well, the problem is is they're not because in, in the performance, notwithstanding, the the writing is just very on the nose. He tells, you know, his big explanation of who he is, he tells us what we've already seen. You know, I don't like bullies. Well, yeah, we just saw you, you know, almost kill that guy. And, and you know, I, I have some anger problems. It's like we've been watching the movie we we know this there isn't yeah. anything yeah. new that's just learned what we expected beyond you know we get the little bit all right he we i you know he wants some sort of perfect family because his own father was a uh slept an adulterer and, yeah and yeah. now he has adulterophobia and he has to lash out whenever he sees it some, yeah. for some reason that again we we never find out and then on the flip side or is he just crazy and yet brilliant because he's he's managed to uh, tie her to a chair in like 30 seconds and untie her in about 20 and uh, maybe sedated her so that she couldn't move even though she very easily could the implication that he's sedated her with a wrench yeah and yeah. to the <laughs> she's, head she's lost some of her higher brain functions yeah. at this point well yeah. yeah that's which is what would happen but uh, you know then he's of course he's a brilliant mechanic uh, and he is uh, Great uh, with the uh, computers. He, he, he assembles a new little uh, vehicle consisting of her and a chair. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yes, and he can, uh, you know, uh, make a printer print uh, <laughs> far more pages and pictures than any printer on this planet could. Uh, yeah. a, with the amount of ink available, so maybe he is—he is like Staples Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, he could—he could set off a maximum Jesus. overdrive if he wanted to. Well, look, here's my problem. Here's my major problem with the speech, and maybe this speaks to the the kind of uh, lack of specificity. I think I truly believe that if you changed like a few proper nouns, you could have just lifted this speech from a different movie. Oh, and sure. Is that movie called Psycho. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you know that that kind of you know because it feels like they're like hitting these cliched beats of like this is how you show that a person is evil is an evil killer is that you know you you toy with that um balance between oh i'm going to be acting really courteous to you but it's really just like me playing with you because i know i have you under my thrall (laughs) i guess i don't know (laughs) it just it's so sloppy and so kind of like disorganized but you're, you're you can tell they're trying to make it serious by like this being their ambitious like camera movement because you're not really noticing the filmmaking at many other points in the movie because it's just filmed very perfunctorily but this is definitely a moment where it's like deliberately you're supposed to notice that this big old shot is happening yeah when you're um, watching it minute by minute you notice this shot takes this entire minute and more yeah um and so you know you get i get the method behind the madness like where it's sort of we're gonna close like if this was a better actor this this could have almost been effective where you're, you're starting in 
on uh, on Ryan Guzman's face, and so you're you're starting out with the intimate moment. You know you're going to get something, and he's zooming out, and we're supposed to be like getting more details of the situation, but instead, all we the more the most that we learn is that there's also mm-hmm. a cat there. He's sitting on a kitchen counter, and the cat is just hanging out right next to him. Yes, and I'd like to thank Darren for for my involvement in this uh, takes place exactly when uh, the (laughs) random cat appears uh, in the background. So so, so you're familiar with the cats in Hollywood. Was this a cat actor that you'd seen before? You know, I, I was familiar with his work, and it's, was it squeaky? He, he did, yeah, well, it did a, did a lot of uh, uh, theater, I think, in the valley, haven't we all? Yeah, and you know, obviously, they they saw something in him because you know, when when wh- whatever uh, handler uh, ends up throwing the cat at Claire is, you know, it's like uh, the the cat has some good velocity. So, all right, 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 you're Trained. hired. Yeah, this is Stella Adler school of cat throwing. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, he was yeah. able to sit here through an entire monologue just doing nothing. Right. Well, I mean, and obviously the cat is there to preface the, the cat scare at the uh, mm-hmm. later in the film. But I can't imagine that Rob Cohen was like, oh, we need the cat here. It totally won't distract from the, the monologue that you're trying to focus on. Like, there's a reason he's dead center frame is you're supposed to focus on him. And then as soon as the cat comes into frame, I'm like, what's the cat doing there? Yeah. Why does yeah. the cat yeah, not give just, a shit? Oh, it's a cat. Ignore yeah. Ryan. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Could you do your spiel later? Because look. What, what's, yeah. Because yeah, Kristen Chenoweth is looking at the cat from the chair. And you think that she's going to somehow. Kristen Chenoweth is more interested in the cat. The cat's giving a better performance. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's much more uh, effortless. <laughs> it's natural. It's not mannered. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's, so it's an ambitious shot. But, man, it's real weird. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so kind of sloppy. And it's, <laughs> the, worst, the worst thing is failed artifice, I think. Like yeah. when you really, you really, you're really shooting for the stars, and you just fall so short. Um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, it's such a bizarre scene. It's such a bizarre scene, but I love it because I think that's one of the moments when you like when you're watching this for the first time, and you're starting to get a clue into how crazy this movie is, and you're like, oh, this is the big scene, and suddenly there's this cat here in the background. You can't help but just crack up. I, I think I, I I was just on my I was on my back just laughing as soon as I saw that. <laughs> what, this well, is what is this? What is happening? Oh, it would be like an oh. Olympian athlete shooting themselves in the foot right before a hundred yard dash. Like this is my moment. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be brief and intense. All right. Now, how do or I hamper this run, somehow? Yeah. Bring in a cat, Jimmy, and then Jimmy comes in with the cat. Yeah, he was afraid. He was trying too hard. He's like, yeah. no, I need to like, I need to not take myself too seriously. And the scene um, is so dark that for the first like ten seconds, you see the cat, you're wondering what it is. Yeah. Like, like eventually, you jar? realize it's the cat yeah. licking itself and not some sort of slug creature or something. I am so like, I'm, I'm almost disappointed that the cat didn't start licking its own crotch. <laughs> Uh, just it might have been. It was so dark. Yeah, it's true, but it would have been a nice little capper on on that scene because it's about how seriously I'm taking Ryan Guzman right now. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's such a bizarre little moment. Um, I I also love the fact that ultimately uh, Grandpa, who uh, is uh, apparently on on some uh, non death panel <laughs> waitlist for a, a a transplant, which given that yeah. he's like a thousand million years old, is is like. Really? And he comes yeah. back right away to do the same thing the cat does, which is he has the, the jump scare at Claire. It's like he's, yeah. he's, he's there just to, <laughs> hey, introduce the grandson, go away, and then come back 
back. Ha ha, I scared you. you know, I've been in this house the whole way. time, I guess. And it's like, <laughs> right. what the, what a spry And nothing happens man. to the grandpa yeah. either. Yeah. Like, Where is he when his son is off, uh, grandson is off menacing Vicky? Yeah. And you'd think he'd have some, maybe, clue? Oh, my, I guess then, I guess his, that would be his son that was killed, correct? Uh, if yeah. that's his grandson? Yeah. The, so the maybe he's the mastermind. Dead. I haven't seen yeah. anything he's, beyond minute seventy six. So he's behind the whole thing. They actually, it's like a Scooby Doo episode where they like they they take <laughs> down Ryan Guzman and they like pull up like the pull mask, mask and it's yeah. it's the it's the old man. That, old man McGillicuddy. <laughs> all those muscles were just a amazing. suit for your frail, aged frame. Yes. I like it's it. It's like an Iron Man suit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Would have got away with it too. <laughs> For you blasted J-Lo. J-Lo and, and your J-E-L-L-O. asthmatic son. Yes. Wasn't yeah. for you meddling yeah. New Yorkans. Who's allergic to boxing? The kid. <laughs> well, so, yeah. aren't we all, really? It's, yeah, uh, it's you know. true. Yeah, in today's modern age, it's out there, It's up there with horse racing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, Which, yeah, I mean, I think that about... I mean, do we have any other observations about this particular minute? Well, well you could talk about Noah's sweater. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about Noah's sweater. That's the, the horizontal stripes. Yeah. Uh, right, where it looks like a he looks like a mod, yeah. very right. Montmartre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little little Hamburglar. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Little Hamburglar was the most adorable McDonald's character. Oh, oh little <laughs> Hamburglar Jr. He's too young to know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the really the Gonzo of the Hamburglar Babies cartoon show. Yeah. Oh, indeed, indeed, absolutely. Uh, right next to Baby Grimace. The this oh, particular man. monologue brings up a question yeah, the, the, of, of where <laughs> where exactly it went wrong, because it, it's either yeah, yeah. they did too many takes, like they they pulled some sort that, of that's amazing. That's a risk when you've got a cat in the scene. The cat's always going to screw stuff up. You have to repeat everything, right? So that's did true. they do it twenty five times and he lost steam? But this is the only take where he got all the words right, because it's one <laughs> long take, or yeah. is it that? They kept doing it and going, well, this doesn't make sense. Let's rewrite. Let's rewrite. Let's rewrite. <laughs> and by the end of it, it was just this Frankenstein of an idea that doesn't make any sense. But some yeah. producers like, right. well, fuck, man, we're yeah. we're losing this day. Like, let's film something. Or right. is it nope. just that Ryan Guzman could not pull this off? Any one of those things or all of them could have all taken place. And it, yeah, this exactly. is what you get. Some combination of the two, or this is yeah. Again, this is maybe this is just really the best they could do. Um, <laughs> is Noah with, standing uh, there on a stool the like this is he's the best they could do? Bachelor yeah. number two of the dating game, just <laughs> casually, <Yeah>. like you <laughs> well, know, I'm I don't sure, like bullies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the J Lo as a, as a producer on this had uh, auspices over who was cast opposite her, especially since there's the, you know, the, the sex mm-hmm. scenes between them. But mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he, he, in other words, he's probably a very nice guy and everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. this is the, the, the kind of role that can, can really yeah. make you, even if the, the dialogue isn't so good, you know, if you, if you've got a real juicy villain, you can really, you know, we, we will talk about, yeah. uh, some films that have some great performances by, by, uh, you know these actors you wouldn't expect you know when you have kathy bates and misery it's like oh that is fantastic i would have totally watched i would i would love this movie if if noah was played by kathy bates albert brooks in drive yes <laughs> yes or, or, or know, albert or, brooks or, or fatal attraction you know you've got uh, that really made glenn close yeah. uh, uh, you know and and that movie is very 
by the numbers as well, even though it's got some iconic scenes and, and whatnot. But but she's fantastic. Yeah. And that one also suffers a problem of, uh, you know, she's a book editor. She's a successful book editor who just sleeps with Michael Douglas and then loses her marbles somehow. And it's like, why why did that happen? And they, they never really get to yeah. it either. But but the, the Adrian Lyon is such a good director and she's it's such a great yeah. performance that you can gloss over a lot of that stuff just because it's like I'm so invested. Yeah. If a movie's good enough, you can excuse a lot of things. You're, you can be invested. Yeah. Fatal Attraction is almost like it's almost like audition in that way. Like there is no yeah. possible way he could have expected what happened. Right. There were no warning signs. Whereas here we have we have, uh, you know, our supposed villain who isn't really given a definitive motivation whether or not he's just overcome with desire for JLo and can't stand anyone else being around her or is a James Bond villain in disguise we can't particularly tell but his penis is some sort of time bomb and once it's touched by Jennifer Lopez stand back because exactly 60 minutes later that shit's going off and this is yeah, when so it's I, supposed so to that's... and it's a dud <laughs> Yeah, so I think this <laughs> yeah. that shows you that this movie kind of started out with the script as the uh, yeah. gender switched version of Teeth. Just yeah, exactly. careful, the, don't where, where, where don't touch that thing. Morning star, yeah. <laughs> just spikes coming out. Yikes. Tick, tick, yeah, what would that? boom, C- cactus, cactus. <laughs> um, yeah, but do you, so uh, going back to you know J Lo having the having sort of casting approval, which I'm presu- I presume she did. Do you think they that she had like a butt grab test for the, any actors? Because there was like because there's the moment in the sex scene where she has <laughs> to, like, hefty, she takes a, a hefty a, clutch, a big old like big old grab uh, that uh, that booty. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, the hefty, yeah, uh, yeah, hefty she, clutch. She had to know that this guy had the goods. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think that was part well, of the they process. had chemistry Watching in spades. That. That's not yeah, really yeah. a problem. It's really scenes that rely on him not bouncing yeah. off of her that seemed to be the the biggest you know stumbling block and this is a great demonstration right, of it yeah. when he just runs out of steam yeah. and so does the script and the director's so consumed by the stupid shot that he ripped off from fast forwarding through funny games that uh, yeah. he's like uh <laughs> it's good enough yeah <laughs> yeah Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. It's those scenes where he's asked to to carry the movie, and it's kind of a shame because this is ostensibly the juicier role of the two. Because it's just the movie is just J Lo reacting to this other force, and so he no. gets the showier role, but he doesn't like have the ability or the, show. Or the experience. Yeah, show <laughs> us something. He doesn't have the ability or the experience to pull it off. I think one reason why we don't see the grandpa in any other scenes is because he doesn't have any scenes where he's just with. Uh... Uh, Noah, yeah. because I guess they could not act with each other. They have horrible so. chemistry, and they tried uh. to have sex just to you know see where it would go, and it it never played. And ever since then, they just I don't know. <laughs> Noah and the grandpa. It's for the deleted scenes. There's the, 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 the director's the extended director's cut, the unrated cut. <laughs> oh, the boys next drawers. Oh dear. Yeah. And rated yeah. cut with one extra joke. Rated R. Yay! <laughs> and on that note, yeah. Ooh. Um, all right. Well, I think on that note, that's probably about enough for this minute, more or less. Uh, oh, that's the worst note we could possibly go out yeah. on. Yeah. Don't worry, it gets worse. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. This. Yeah. This minute is. You know. 
this is definitely like Rob Cohen's like one artistic moment. Like in terms of like as a filmmaker, he's like I'm gonna like I'm gonna blow them away with my with my formalism with my formal command of the slow zoom. Yes, <laughs> the slow zoom. Yeah, he really he's the master of the slow zoom out on something. Uh, so there's there's that. He hired a real camera operator. Yeah. Good, good for, for it. Thumbs up, thumbs up all around. Uh, Way to yeah. be. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of The Cast Next Door. I have been Clint Worthington from Alcoholywood. This is Andrew Helm, writer of A Talking Cat. And this is Patrick Hamilton. You can find me on Twitter at WeWriteGood. And this is Mike Davies from the Forgotten Failures podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Forgotten underscore Fails. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast presents The Cast Next Door. I was your host, Clint Worthington, with my guests Andrew Helm, Michael Davies, and Patrick Hamilton. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Clint Worthington. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yorican, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015, all rights reserved. This is a first edition?